This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, welcome to Transcend with Nat. Today, I'm in a different location. I'm actually recording this from the beach in Hawaii, in Kauai, specifically Hanalei Bay. I'm very happy to be here. It's a very beautiful place. Uh, and as I was walking the bay this evening at sunset, I was thinking about um, the different types of light work that we would do with JR when we were traveling, John Roger, who's my teacher. I traveled with him for many, many years, um, and throughout those travels, there was always something going on, whether we were on vacation or whether we were doing business travel. But no matter what, wherever we were traveling, uh, there was spiritual work going on on the other side. And at first, a lot of what he taught me to do was to do light columns and place the light in wherever we were uh, and wherever we were passing through. Uh, this is uh, for years, and I still do this, this was a very important part of that work. Now, there was a lot of other work that went on that as I became more attuned and continue to become more attuned to the light and to this light consciousness and to the other levels, uh, I would tap into and start seeing or experiencing these other uh, levels of spiritual work that was being done. Uh, now, where I am now, it's a very, very beautiful place. Uh, but just recently, uh, very, not too long ago at all, there was major devastating flooding. They got the most rain, more than double in 24 hours, the most rain they'd ever gotten on record. And um, we've talked to a lot of people that we have known here over the years who have lost everything, who've lost their houses. Um, and they're very resilient. They're very moving forward with their lives and, and just doing what needs to be done and getting through it. Um, but at the same time, it obviously was a great difficulty. So there's been a lot of light work going on that I've been uh, aware of and that I've been doing since I've been here. And it really just brought up to me um, just the memories of what we did on the road with John Roger when we were traveling and how he taught me about all this and how over the years um, I've gotten more in tune with what's happening. One of the things that I really respect and love JR for is that it wasn't, it's was never something that with him that was like he knows and uh, you 
you can't know or something of that nature. It was, he, he could see it, he was aware, and he was going to teach you to be aware. And if you wanted to be close to him, uh, you, you know, better put that effort in and that work in to learn because that was his focus and that was what was going on around him. Um, and so it was, we, anyone around him was called to a very high level of working their levels to become more aware on whatever level they were. Um, so after he passed, I remember driving up to NorCal and, and over the years from Southern California, we drive to San Francisco pretty much every year and do events, usually near Christmas time. Uh, we do a retreat, the Living in Grace retreat in Asilomar. We do events in San Francisco, whether it was book signing, seminars, different things in December. And that became uh, a, a usual trip for us. And almost always we would be driving. So as we drove that route, um, I, JR would make sure to mention if I wasn't doing it to place the light uh, as we drove through the mountains, as we drove through the hillsides of California and all along that route. And so after he passed, I went up that route and I um, saw all these light columns that we had planted so many years, over so many years. And it was truly amazing. Um, it was very moving to me to see that. And recently I actually rode my bike up to the Nike Tower. And the thing about light columns is they can, um, they can be there for seconds or they can be there for a very long, uh, many, many, many years. Um, these light columns can stick around and it really has whatever the light decides, whatever um, something greater than at least what I know in terms of uh, how that's decided. Um, but I recently rode my bike up to the Nike Tower, which is one off of one of the, um, or part of one of the fire roads in Los Angeles. And I went to place the light column at the Nike Tower. And uh, when I went to go do that, I noticed that there was already a light column there. And so um, when I asked for the light column, I, I could already tell that it was there. And it was more like a strengthening action of that light column. Um, but it, it, it first, and that's where many of you may be, that you, maybe this is the first time you've heard of a light column, or uh, this is just a reminder, but at first, often, really, it was just about placing them, and I, I couldn't really notice them, see them, and, and especially all the other spiritual work that was going on um, and that goes on on these other levels. I, I may sometimes have tapped into, but it was very different than, than, over, than I've gotten to now. Um, and it's a continual progression. You never stop no matter where you are. So a light column is basically, from 
my awareness of it, it's just like a beam of light. So if you've seen a, f a really bright flashlight in the dark or uh, if you were ever around and saw the, the lights when they do a Hollywood premiere that were flashing in the into the sky, there's a big beam of light um, going up and moving around or the what did they call that in Star Trek where they would beam beam me up Scotty and you'd get that shimmering column of light that they'd disappear in and then get beamed up to the ship anyway uh, yeah I, it's amazing I can't even remember what that was and I used to be such a Trekkie growing up uh, I even went to a Star Trek convention <laughs> as a kid uh, but so whatever you call that, um, that's, it, it can look, it can seem like that type of thing. And so when, when I do it, I just, in my imagination, especially at first, you just imagine it and you ask for the light column, you ask, um, for God or the spirit, uh, to do that for you, the Christ, whatever terminology works for you, um, to invoke that spiritual energy to come and you imagine it from the highest heavens and it's important that you're in the light column and then the light column comes through you and then you envision it going to the core of the earth and then you let it go and you but you ask um since i ask for the light column because i don't uh it's not me doing it per se it's maybe it's the higher part of me but it's not my ego and so i ask for that light column my ego doesn't know how to do this so i ask for the light column um, for the highest good of all concerned uh, uh, to be placed where i am and as i'm asking for that to take place for god to place this light column uh, that i for the highest good i envision that light coming down and that's how, um, that's a, a great way just wherever you are. And e even if it's your home, especially, I definitely place a light column there and you can do it every day. You can just continuously place light columns on your way to work or where you work, uh, when you travel. And light columns are a great way to uplift the vibration and the energy of the location wherever you are. And in a lot of ways, you just let the light do its thing. You ask for it, you envision it, and then you let it go because the light's going to do what it does. Like I said, it can last, it can just do it right in that moment and that's just what's needed. Uh, and, or it may be there a very long time and that's not ours to decide and that's just uh that's for god and the higher powers to decide upon so that's something that um, i've been doing here along in hanalei along with a lot of other spiritual work uh, and as you attune yourself to that light consciousness as you do this more and more uh, you may start to experience um, or be aware of and sensitize yourself in a way to these other levels and to different things that are taking place 
So I wanted to share that with you because it uh, came up as I was walking along doing this um, to share with you and to hopefully it's great. The more people who can do this in this world, uh, the better. So I encourage all of you, whether it's the first time you've heard of it or whether uh, it's something that that you know about but maybe haven't been doing as much, uh, that you can just um, remember to do more of that and bring more light into this world and uplift the vibration of all these locations where you live, where you work, where uh, you travel to and leave, leave these places a better place. Uh, so that's my little spiel on light columns and the spiritual work when we travel. Uh, it's gotten very quiet out here as it's gotten dark and maybe you can hear the waves in the background. It's funny because I just realized my foot has just gone to sleep because I'm sitting on my foot in the sand here. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was observation. And the reason I wanted to talk about observation is because there's a great JR quote, and I often think of it at, when I'm at the ocean um, because he mentions the, the waves. And I'll, I'll just read that quote for you now. You observe the action of life in much the same way as you observe a stream of water flowing down a mountainside. You just sit there and watch it. You don't try to grab the last bit of water that went by. It's the same as watching the ocean. You don't try to grab the last wave and cement it so that you'll always have it. You just watch the waves come in and go out, come in and go out. There's no boredom in watching the ocean because your ego is not involved in what the waves do or don't do. You are observing. Now, JR has talked about observation is the key to letting go. And he's done meditations on it. The meditation of objectivity is a great one um, that can help you get into that place of observation. And the ocean is a really peaceful place. And being in nature, uh, just away from all of the technology that we surround ourselves by and all of the hustle and bustle of the city, um, being in nature can really help us to move into that more state of observation and just allowing. And um, I'm going to play a little excerpt for you uh, from one of JR's seminars and about observation. And that is, um, this is something that when, when you get to that place of observation, it's amazing how the things, the disturbances of this level can just lift. And the more you can move yourself into observation, and that includes when you do get upset, when you do have disturbance, to just observe the disturbance. Just um, don't try to do anything with it. This has been one of the great keys for me in uh, working on things that 
um, bother me inside of me, my guilt, my resentments, um, anything like that, that those things, m many of us have those things inside where no matter what you do, no matter how much you work on it, no matter how much you try to change it, the feelings inside or the um, how you feel about something when someone does something and all of that, uh, no matter how much you work on it, you just can't seem to change that feeling um, inside of you and it just keeps nagging and keeps coming back. Well, what's been great for me is to use the technique of observation and stop trying to do anything with those negative emotions. Uh, Tr stop trying to get rid of the negative emotions, stop trying to control my inner experience and just move to a place of observation. And sometimes I even talk to the feelings and just say like, oh, oh, there you are. I recognize you, you're my old friend. Uh, and I am just going to, you can just do what you need to do. Uh, you. Um, you can, and I'm talking to emotion like this, you know, or guilt or something. I'm like, okay, you, you're, I know you're going to stick around. I, I can't do anything about you, so uh, go ahead. Just stick around. I'm going to be busy focusing on whatever my intention is on loving, on um, being happy and joyful. And uh, you're welcome. You're welcome to be here. Do what you need to do. And, and that helps me sometimes just get a little distance from whatever it is that I'm feeling and then uh, maybe I'll do the meditation of objectivity or by JR or some other just do a meditation inside of myself on my own of just observing and not doing anything with it just listening to my breathing uh, being at the ocean is great because I can just look at the waves and watch the waves and that can really be calming and just so one thing you can do right now is just listen to your breathing. Just notice how you breathe in and how you breathe out. You don't have to breathe. The breathing's doing it for you. Maybe some of you take a deep sigh as you just let go, start to relax and just observe. If you have negative thoughts coming into your mind, instead of trying to do anything with them, just observe them. Let them be there. They're not bigger than you. They can't do anything to hurt you. Just let them be there. They'll go away when they're done. As you stop giving them energy, they won't be able to survive. And how you stop giving them energy is you just allow them and observe them. You don't hold on to them, but you don't try to do anything with them either. The same with those pesky emotions that may come up, those anxieties of the future. Just observe them. Allow them to be there. Just watch them. 
Watch how they grab. Watch how you watch that impulse inside of you that wants to do something with them. Just observe where in the body those emotions seem to affect you. Don't try to get rid of the feelings and where they are in the body, just observe where it is. And as you just come into that state of observation, you can just take a deep breath in and just take a deep breath out. Just allow the breathing And see, observation is that simple. So now I'm going to play a little excerpt from JR about observation to give you a different look at it. Often we've had such good intentions, and, and the old cliches, but the way to hell's paved with good intentions. And I say, yeah, and some of you got a two-lane highway going, and that means that you haven't been paying attention with your good intentions. And they say, well, but I've been letting go and letting God. I say, well, what do you do when you let go and you let God? I say, well, I say, uh, Okay, God, do it. <laughs> and, uh, see, well, that's a good way, but is it a God way? And they say, what's that? I say, well, does God do that? It's like, well, sometimes. I say, well, what does he do sometimes that makes that work? Or what do you do sometimes that allows that to happen? What is the magic? And so we say, well, the way to do this is we stop if we're going to let go and let God, and we get out of the way. It's like, well, how do you get out of God's way? And, you know, the answer's got to be, well, I watch what I do. Now, there's the key to letting go and letting God, and we can do it in one word, observation. Instead of getting so involved immediately with our emotions or our thought processes of what should or shouldn't be taking place according to some great teacher or some idea we've got, we sit back and we say, I'm just going to observe what you're doing. Now, it's quite true that if I could get you just to observe mentally and, and uh, auditorily for 30, 40 minutes, you would start transcending the limitations of your personality because it is by observation that we get free. So as you can see, the idea of uh, letting go and letting God, if you want to know how to do that in practicality, it's called observation. And it's very, very simple. Not necessarily always easy, but it is very simple. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. And thank you for listening. Uh, this is Nat. You can find out more at transcend.online. And we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.
The John Roger excerpts were from the seminar Observation, the Key to Letting Go, available at msia.org. <laughs> <laughs>